The Linda Steele Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to The Linda Steele Show. Mark tomorrow on your calendars. This is the long-awaited decision by the Federal Reserve whether to raise interest rates, and it's going to be announced at 11 a.m. Thursday morning. Question, will this mark the end of the record low interest rates and the big bull market in bonds? With more on this, I'm joined by the host of Canada's number one rated financial show, Money Talks. And, uh, Michael, we've been hearing about the will they, won't they raise the interest rates in September. But given that the analysts are really only talking about a quarter of a percent in a raise, why all the fuss? I think there's a number of reasons. I think, first of all, it's a testimonial to the fact that virtually every asset market's been manipulated by Federal Reserve Central Bank action. So they're the key components. I mean, uh, we always ask on Money Talks, what are we trading? We're trading Central Reserve policy. So I think that's, first of all, the backdrop. The other thing, it's been 10 years, basically, well, 2006, since the last time rates were raised. So people, I think, are really wondering, is this the beginning of a new cycle? Has the bottom in rates, is it going to have hit, which implicates things for not just stocks, but also big time, the bond market. So I think that's why they've got so many people watching. But it actually is out of habit. I mean, as I say, central bankers have become the all-stars of the financial market. And given the fact that we're talking about the interest rates south of the border, what impact do you think this will have in Canada? Well, I mean, our rates aren't going up. We don't have strong enough economic growth, as the Bank of Canada just announced, you know, about a week ago. So I don't think anybody's sitting there saying, hey, are we going to raise ours in the next three months or something like that? But here's the thing. If the U.S. raises their rates, I think the impact will be felt in the currency markets, and Canada's loony will be one of the things impacted. And it's very straightforward. I mean, you have a bank, and I have a bank, and we kind of trust it, but my interest rates are higher. That's where the money's going to flow. So this is just yet another excuse for money to flow into the U.S. because already, you know, its economy is sort of stronger than the other alternatives out there. And that's also obviously already attracted money, which is why the U.S. dollar is higher. This will be just yet another excuse. So I expect to see the loony react to this. Okay, now apparently the International Monetary Fund and the European Union have been counseling the U.S. not to raise rates. So what are they worried about? Well, I think they're worried about money coming out of other markets. Uh, and there's a couple of things. One is, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about this before, but I think it's such a pivotal uh, issue is all the money that's in emerging markets that's been borrowed that is in U.S. denominated debt. So they raise interest rates. I can tell you, you know, the U.S. dollar is going to raise further, especially against some emerging markets like Brazil, who had, was downgraded to junk bond status last week, for example. Uh, that's just going to make it tougher to meet the interest payments and to meet the principal payments on emerging market debt that's denominated in U.S. dollars. I think that's a big worry. Uh, I think they are worried that it's going to suck money out of other markets. It's going to come into the U.S. And I think the other thing is that we're going to see lower commodity prices. This is a deflationary move at this stage in the cycle. So I think all of those things are coming uh, to the forefront. And that's what's got the IMF worried, the EU worried, and, and many others. But then this contrasts with members of the Federal Reserve who have been saying apparently that they want the rates higher. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, they'd love to get back to a more normal situation. Come on, these rates have been manipulated down. Uh, and it's, again, it's, it's created all sorts of changes in the market. Uh, you know, for example, would we be paying this much for housing or this much for stocks if we didn't have these artificially low interest rates? Why? Because, you know, stocks, real estate, and a few other things become the only game in town. Uh, if you're a major pension fund, for example, you can't meet your obligations by sticking it into a 10-year note at 2%. Uh, I think the other thing, though, is 
is that they want rates higher and back to what they call the new, you know, to the normal kind of range. Why? Because if there's a further bit of economic weakness, what are they going to do from here? Like in Europe, for example, with negative interest rates, what can they do then? What can central bank action can they take? So I think they'd be much more comfortable to get back into what would be a much more normal range. So we've heard about the potential for raising rates before. What was happening then and why is this time different? Well, yeah, one of the great lines, I think, uh, Linda, this last year has been from Stephen Polos, our head of the Bank of Canada, and he said that economic results had been serially disappointing. And we, I think most of us noticed that all the revisions have been downward when they talk about economic growth, whether it's a, a bank you know, uh, giving their forecast or the central government giving their forecast. So I think one of the problems in the past has been every time they kind of thought maybe they could raise them, they didn't, uh, because the economy was too weak. That may be the case right now, by the way. The U.S. Fed may back off and say, we've got to see what the impact of the problems in the emerging markets, especially China, is going to have, because that's been the norm. But I think this time around, why it's becoming, uh, you know, people think it's a little more probable is because the U.S. recovery in terms of jobs on some levels is, is much better than it was, say, two years ago. They still have a huge problem with the permanently unemployed reaching record numbers, too, but their overall uh, employment numbers have been better. So I think that that's really the case, is they, they see their economy as a little stronger at this point than it was, say, one and two years ago when we talked about raising rates. So who's been hurt by the record low rates? Well, I think every saver appreciates that they've been, but I think a bigger issue, or equally big, that you don't hear as much about, is keep in mind, the, you know, what do we know about? We know we've got an aging population. We know that we've got huge underfunded problems in some pension plans. But what a lot of people don't appreciate is they are mandated, pensions are mandated to carry a certain level of government bonds. In the old days, that was considered because it was less risky. And now, you know, so they've been mandated to keep whatever, a third of their entire pension portfolio in something that's yielding maybe 2%. And uh, that doesn't get it done. That, in fact, makes it virtually impossible to meet their obligations, you know, going down the road. So I think that's the other side of this, that the pensions have really been hurt by this sort of record low interest rate policy. So we wait for the announcement on Thursday morning. Absolutely. And I've already, as soon as we're finished here, Linda, I'm going to start holding my breath. All right. Thanks for joining me, Michael. Thanks. Still ahead, a heads up for anyone who uses antibacterial soap. The Steel Consumer Report is up next. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.